Hi, this is Paul Loman. And this is Jimmy Shi, and welcome to We Are Z. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the trailer to learn more about the podcast. And today in the podcast, we're going to be talking about Snapchat. If you've been living under a rock for the past nine years, you probably don't know what Snapchat is. Or you're from China or Iran, where Snapchat is just simply censored. But regardless, we're going to be talking about it anyways. So here's the rundown. Snapchat was released on July of 2011 with the mission statement, Snap Inc. is a camera company. We believe that reinventing the camera represents our greatest opportunity to improve the way people live and communicate. We contribute to human progress by empowering people to express themselves, live in the moment, learn about the world, and have fun together. And I think the mission statement really says something about the company when it simply says that Snapchat is a camera company instead of a, a social media or a communication app or anything along that line. That tells the tells the story of this app. And they have definitely grown a lot in the past nine years or so. Uh, it's a fairly new app, especially if you consider Facebook. It's established in the early 2000s, and Snapchat's literally did not get invented until almost 10 years later. Yeah, and now it's climbed to about 181 million daily users, which is kind of insane to think about that so many people are using this app all at once on a daily basis. And, and I think that definitely tells a lot about why Snapchat is so valuable is because so many people use it. I think that's the same thing for a lot of other social medias too, is you have to have a lot of users so you can really communicate you know, with people that you really want to. So now let's talk about some of like the differences between other apps. One is everything is temporary on Snapchat. Nothing is really permanent with the exception of DMs and memories. Would you say that's correct, I think? Yeah, totally. I think that's definitely a very unique identity to Snapchat. And it's a, there's actually a specific name for this kind of app. It's called Read and Burn. So you read something and you burn the letter. And that's especially important to Gen Zers. And we'll get into a little bit later of why uh, we really enjoy that specific, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Unique. Unique attribute, I guess. Attribute, right. Yeah. The next thing that makes a key difference between Snapchat is uh, basically the snaps. And that kind of ties ties in with the everything is temporary. Snaps are basically just photos of anything. You can send a snap to someone and they can open it with between one and 10 seconds. Or if the user chooses to, it can be an infinite amount of times that they can or an infinite amount of time that they can watch it. But as soon as they click out of that snap, it disappears. And that's really interesting. But and many people might say, you know, although it disappears, you can screenshot, and that's totally true, but Snapchat thought about that too, obviously. So uh, whenever people screenshot, you will get a notification, so you will know if other people saved your snap, so to speak. And that's the same thing with, like, uh, visual recording as well. So someone can do a screen recording of videos that you send, and they can even see when you replay a snap. But you only have about, I say three seconds before uh, the replay option is no longer available. Right. That's the other thing that I think we totally forgot is, although, you know, you can't go back to it, but technically you still can. You have that option to replay it. But once you replay it, then it's actually burned. The next one on the list is 24-hour stories, which is basically like available for everyone. You can put something on your story. It'll be up for 24 hours. But after that period, it's gone, just like everything else. 
And this is exactly the same as uh, Instagram stories. There's not really a huge difference between Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. And I think Instagram, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they got the idea from Snapchat, this idea oh, of I having... Yeah, I'm pretty sure the feature came out after Snapchat. I could be totally wrong, but it seems like nowadays Instagram is taking a lot of, I guess you could say, notes from Snapchat. Like Absolutely. all their filter options that are now appearing, right. they seem direct ripoffs of Snapchat. And the AR technology is probably far more worse if you've ever tried it. Totally. Um, which is another thing like that we don't even have on this list. Uh, the AR technology, like Snapchat has bought their own AR reality Deep company. Fake. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's all to, I guess, make their programming and their coding a lot better. But it also increases user experience. Like if you have a pretty solid filter, I mean, it's pretty cool to look at. Like just some of the like facial alterations it could make. But at the same time, like the deep fake stuff is pretty cool. Yeah, I don't think that's a huge thing of what Gen Zs love to do, too. You know, we have terms like visco girls and, you know, how we all love Instagram. And, you know, Gen Zers love pictures. Let's say that. And when Snapchat is literally a camera company, then it's pretty evident why Gen Zers love Snapchat because we love pictures. And that really ties back into their mission statement. Like they are a camera company, like everything they do, all of their resources are kind of pushed toward being a camera company and right. adding these filters and these new options. And then everything kind of surrounding that is their social media aspect, which I do think is a huge part, if not the biggest part of their company. But when you go back to its original roots, it was just a camera company. It right. wasn't as developed as Instagram or Facebook. And the core is really what drives all the other aspects of communication. So the other thing that's really significant is about Snap Map. And that might sound really be a little bit creepy, you know, when it first sounds like Snap Map, like can people see you? And yes, they can actually see where you are. Yeah. So to kind of explain what Snap Map is, once you add a person onto Snapchat, if they have their location services turned on, they can see where you are when you're using the app. And it'll actually tell you how long ago they've actually logged onto the app too, which is something that I find kind of weird. Um, I don't really see any practical application to it. It's not like you can click their location and navigate to them, which is something that's great for safety reasons, right, like right. stalkers and stuff like that. But I never really understood why it was there. I guess you can see like who's around you. And in my case, try and avoid people who are just at the mall. <laughs> who I just really don't want to see like there's some good applications to that. But then you have like issues of stalkers and predators and stuff like that, which is where Snap Map starts to take a detour. And I think to me why Snap or Snap Map is very appealing is that I really love, you know, knowing stuff. I think I think curiosity is what really drives the Snap Map. I've never really, you know, got on Snap Map just to, you know, go and see my friends. It's more of just I want to know, you know, what's yeah, going like, on around me. Like, exactly. And and the cool thing is I think uh, you know, half a year ago, Snapchat added this really cool feature to um, SnapBab is it would actually record where you are. So it would tell you like, you know, Paul Lohman traveled from Nashville, Tennessee to Chattanooga. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I like that feature either because just like it's telling you people are leaving the state, like it'll pop up all the time. If you open Snapchat and you click on the bottom, there's like this blue kind of compass looking thing. 
and you can see everyone who's moved like a like 50 miles from their location. Right. And I think that really kind of contradicts to what Snapchat is for yeah. privacy. Like it really takes strips down that privacy, but at the same time, Gen Zers love it. So I guess that's a good marketing strategy. And they have added like features on the snap map that like there was this one for Easter, I believe that was like Pokemon go mm-hmm. and you could go collect Easter eggs and it was like a competition, but I don't know what the reward was. It was just like you could compete against your friends. But at the end of the day, you can always disable it. So yeah. it's not like if you download it, you have to, you're going to get stalked. That's, yeah. that's not usually the case. Another key thing about Snapchat that kind of dives into its social media personality is streaks. And basically what streaks are is every time you send a photo back and forth between someone, if it's only just one photo you send to them and they send one back, uh, that starts your streak. And then after three days, you'll get this little fire emoji and that shows, and then it starts counting up like how many days you've kept this streak. And this is really an important part of Snapchat and how, um, why Gen Z's love it. And we'll definitely dive into this later on in the episode. Yeah. But for now, let's talk about, let's talk about some Snapchat shows. So I watch a lot of, and I'm sure you do too. I think I've seen you watch uh, shows like Now This and NBC's like Stay Tuned. Uh, I got recommended a show called Bumper to Bumper. That's like a car show. But basically what Snapchat shows are, they're like brief little five minute segments. And uh, things like NBC's Stay Tuned is just like an informational segment about the news. And while it can be like cute stuff like, oh, of course, like cats and dogs and stuff like that, they do address some like pretty heavy stuff like school shootings, mm-hmm. massacres, murders, all of that's kind of stuff that you'd normally find in the news. And this is where I think Snapchat really dives off from its initial uh, initial mission statement and it's like its core belief of being like a social media camera company um, in that it has like these informational segments now, almost like Facebook, where you can see all these like informational things and learn about the news and stuff like that. Right, and I think I would even look at this as Snapchat is like a combination of Twitter Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube in this case. Like, there's one time that there was a show called Satisfaction or something along that line, or So Satisfied, that's the name of the show, and where pretty much they cut soap and cut uh, cake, and they just make really satisfying... Yeah, that stuff appears, like, all the time. Right. And I think it's gotten really boring. Like, a couple of them, like, yeah... That'll be satisfying. But that's like It'll a YouTube, like, you know, you don't find those mm-hmm. on Instagram or, of course, not texting or iMessage for sure. So. And it's one of those things that's designed. It's like, oh, you'll find one good one out of like 12 bad ones. Totally. And you'll keep <laughs> clicking and keep clicking until you find another one. That's right. And that's the whole design of Snapchat. Now let's slide into DMs. So DMs are abbreviations of direct message. So although Snapchat is mainly snaps and you take pictures and you can, you know, of course, put text on it, you can also just text people. And oftentimes, you know, that's when how people communicate when they actually have a serious thing they want to talk about. It's much easier than taking a picture and then put text over it. Texts are also temporary unless you save them. But in this case, if the other side saves, then then you can also see it. So it's still a very private way of communicating. Yeah, which I think is interesting because... 
out of everything that disappears on this app, the communication just kind of sticks around. So if one person saves it, which I kind of like, the other person can also see that they saved it. Right. And it still remains, which is kind of cool. It's like, you know, that the other person isn't just going to save it and then it's going to be gone from your list. So you can't see what you originally sent. So that's the other thing that really appeals to Gen Zers is to give you the power of control. So you can control and you can see, you know, what's going on around you. And it's definitely very appealing. And you can create like group chats from it. You can create like huge group chats. And I think it's useful in some cases, but it's definitely not like my main form of communication. I agree. And you will see most people, if they really have to meet up for dinner, they would probably use iMessage instead of Snapchat. And DMs is one of the few things on Snapchat that is linked to another part of Snapchat that we're going to kind of dive into. And it's this whole issue of privacy and um, a lot of sexual activity that happens on Snapchat that we're going to address later. And some of the problems that Snapchat brings up while being such a temporary app. So I think one of the biggest questions that I get from like adults is why do Gen Zers love it? Like, why does Gen Z and millennials think that this is such a cool app? Why is it so hard to pry away our phones from taking a snap of the ceiling or the floor or like half of your face? Right. Uh, which which is what I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and like, we're, we're not saying we're exceptions to this. We do this all the time. Right. So it's just like, why do we do it? So we concluded there are three main reasons to why Gen Zers love Snapchat. The first one being privacy. Snapchat is an app that centers around privacy. It gives you power to decide what you want to share, how long you want to share it, whether other people have took a screenshot of it, whether other people saved it. They really value privacy as Gen Zers do as well. Yeah, I think the privacy aspect is like one of Snapchat's greatest features and where it really diverges from Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and stuff like that. It's because on Snapchat, nothing is ever permanent. So that leaves a lot of freedom to you. So if there's right. something you want to send to someone and it's just like a conversation or if it's something that you want to post that you really don't want there to be up forever or you want to just send it to a few amount of friends like that's all available to you and it'll be deleted after a short period of time. So there's that security of that it's going to disappear. And I think one thing we have to keep in mind is how, uh, just from my perspective, I think Gen Zers or in this case us or myself, I don't really love looking back at things. Yeah, I love looking or not even looking forward. I like present. I think Gen Zers love what's happening right now and we want to enjoy the moment. And that's what you know, Snapchat provides is it doesn't tell you what happened. It's not going to tell you what's going to happen. It's going to tell you what's happening it's right now. Gratification. Exactly. It's just like you get a snap, you receive a snap and you keep that cycle going. And that's what streaks are. And essentially why, essentially why privacy is so important in this process is because they're able to combine this social aspect, but make it seem so intimate in a sense. It's because you're having these like one-on-one -on -one conversations in a new level. Like you can text back and forth between someone, but that's permanent. With Snapchat, you can say anything and it'll disappear. Exactly. The only concern you have to worry about is like someone screenshotting it or recording it and stuff like that. So the there's actually problems associated with it being, you know, so to speak, private. And the reason why is because it's 
not really true privacy. The false perception leads to people, you know, making really bad decisions. In reality, that not only could messages be easily recorded, but another device, which Snapchat has nothing, you know, to to control, and everything sent through Snapchat remains in the server, is and it's vulnerable to cyber attacks. Everything it goes online stays online. There's no way to really get a piece of information or picture out of that world wide web. It stays there forever. Yeah, and this was like a huge concern back when it released in 2011 and was a concern like building up in its upbringing. And it was not only a concern with like some teenagers, but it was a huge concern with parents, with children that were using the app. And this was a justified problem because there was nowhere in the terms of service before that Snapchat couldn't just like use your photos for marketing or to store them. Right. And I think the problem here is how it's a false perception. It's how a lot of people believe that, oh, this is private. We're going to be okay. And then they send those, like you said, you know, sexually very suggesting pictures and they think it's going to be safe. But in reality, that's not. Right, it's not. It's a false <laughs> perception. It makes you feel safe, but you're very much vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the problems. Snapchat creates this illusion of privacy. And in a sense, it's there. It's just what you do with that privacy and exactly. how you use it and who you trust with it, especially. So right now, I kind of want to play a clip from NBC on the Today Show. They have this part where they interview the co-founder Evan Spiegel and he responds to like the privacy and security concerns so this is what he had to say when being asked a question about privacy what do you think about parents who think that it's a sexting app the great thing for parents makes them want to support their children using snapchat is this idea that you, you feel comfortable being yourself so what they say immediately after is he doesn't like directly answer the question he only says that they want to be comfortable with being themselves And that's kind of the problem is that the co-founder himself didn't really answer the question of privacy. And while it's great, yeah, that's something you should support is everyone trying to be their best selves and and trying to be themselves in the best way possible. But does that really relate to children who are under the influences of predators and social peer pressures that could easily release a sexual photo of themselves that could destroy their life forever? And if at all, I think that really tells us it's imminent threat. It's saying how this privacy or this false perception of privacy that Snapchat offers is the only way to make Gen Zers or, you know, children in this case to make make us feel safe and make us feel like that's the only way we can be ourselves. Yeah. And we can, you know, that's that's not good. Mm-hmm. That w- if we can only be true when there's that, so to speak, a fantasy world that... You know, everything's private and we can say whatever we want. Then that's a problem. And we definitely need to address that. And I feel like we're a really smart generation, but we can be really absent minded when it comes to simple stuff. Because, again, with this illusion of privacy, it's so easy to just like take a photo of yourself and not even realize like what you're doing with it, who you're sending it to. And I think the other thing is realize that, you know, a lot of people that use this are, you know, I know like nine year old who uses Snapchat. And that's. That's not what this app is designed for. So consequently, there's really no any protocols to save those kids from, you know, vulnerable predators. And 
especially when you're 10 year old or 11 year old, when you start realizing things and you don't really have a full picture, you can make really bad decisions without people leading you. And when you have that private or privacy, then you can you can think that you're safe, but in reality, you're not. So then another thing that was brought up is like streaks. They built this platform being a camera app, but as soon as they introduced the social media aspect, I feel like they realized they could really capitalize off of it. Um, and that's kind of where streaks kind of play into how they were able to get people to use their app all the time. Right, like myself, I have people who I have streaks with. Uh, but again, just to remind everyone that streaks means they're exchanging a snap every day. Back and forth. At least once, back mm-hmm. and forth, at a daily basis, continuously. And I have streaks with people who either... Actually, I have streak with people who I have never had a legit conversation. And I have a streak with them. I also have streaks with people who I barely talk to. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why that you know, keep me from not doing streaks is that I feel like I want to, you know, I want to connect with people. I like that connection. I like uh, sending a, you know, sending a picture and letting them know that I'm here. I'm present. Yeah. And I think it's kind of oddly satisfying, like in a really subconscious way. I don't think we really know why, but I think the big thing about streaks is it's basically to put it into a bit of harsh words, it's like creating an addiction almost. It's like you have to come back to keep this thing running. And sometimes you'll have like a friend come up to you and be like, dude, you lost our streak or something like that. Or like, oh, why did you lose our streak? And it's like, you kind of feel bad. And then it's just like, oh, that was my fault. It's weird. It's like this weird sense of euphoria when you have a streak going on for so long. So I don't know. It's a great marketing campaign. And I think it's, definitely like making sure that snapchat's user stays on the platform yeah i mean i can guarantee you that 90 percent of users are going to not use snapchat if streaks aren't a thing yeah i think that's how significant it it's is. definitely how they kept their 181 million daily users like i don't think many people would use it as much and then the last thing i want to talk about is getting added on snapchat because i think that's a really interesting feature that is completely different from both Instagram and Facebook. When you add people on Snapchat, it's not the typical way where you can like see their profile or see anything about them. You can either add them by username or you can be quick at it, which means like if you have mutual friends with someone, um, then it'll suggest other people who might also be your friend, which I think is a really interesting aspect because it allows you to connect with so many people that you may or may not know. And I think a huge part of this is how in Instagram I can add someone and then I can go to their profile picture and see, okay, so he loves driving, he loves, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he loves boats, for example, and then he has those, those, those friends, and then I can see pictures of him. But on Snapchat, it's totally different. It's just anonymous. Right. Like if I add you and then I know your name, I see your little profile picture. And some people don't even add the name. Or, or, yeah, it's like like, I think uh, one of my friends actually has one of his friend's name as his mm-hmm. uh, snap name. And it's pretty it confusing. Get confusing, yeah. Right. And the only way to really know them is, again, the privacy thing is to get, is to snap them. And mm-hmm. they have to snap you back. And that's the only way that you can really see who you're adding or who added you. But then that exposes yourself almost on an intimate level. Because if you snap them, you are making yourself almost available to them. 
which ties into a problem of, again, predators and stuff like that. Right. Which is something we're not going to really dive into because it's a whole nother issue that a lot of social media apps present. But the problem with Snapchat and predators is that it's back and forth continuous communication and they can see where you are with the snap maps or they can DM you or they can send sexually explicit photos of themselves and you can send photos to them and you may have no idea who they are. And again, which is from bringing this back up, back up again is how a lot of users are 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds. And a lot of them might not have a full picture of what this means and, and the consequences. And to be exposed to that at such a young age can have some pretty devastating effects. Absolutely. But I think it's also up to parents to decide where there's a limit and to make sure that you're not accepting people just all the time based on, oh, they added me first. All right, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back with our special guest. All right, we're back. Today, we are introducing a very special guest for our first episode. Please welcome professional Gen Zer and human being, Matthew Roberts. Thank you, thank you. It's an honor to be on this podcast. I was wondering, am I able to make like a shout out? Yeah, yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, shout out to Clark Coco and Case Buckles. Case, fix your car, it sounds awful. There yeah. we go, very Gen yep. Z right there. Very good, you know very you good. Are. So, Matthew, as you know, our topic today is Snapchat, and we're just going to ask you a few questions, and you can respond in any way you like. We just kind of want to get an idea of what your opinion is on it. Um, so first, I guess, like, how often do you use Snapchat? I use it every day, but personally, I think it's kind of dumb. Why is that? Like, what's the point of streaks? I just don't, I don't get that. Yeah. Jimmy, you got anything to add here? Because we kind of talked about this a little already. We do think it's kind of dumb as well. I mean, we all still do it. I know you have streaks. Jimmy has streaks. I have streaks. Um, I don't think it's like uncommon. I think we've just kind of done it because everyone else is kind of doing it, I guess. Right. I don't and, the, know. and the funny thing is me and Matthew actually have like a 278 day <laughs> streak or something. It. Yeah. You lost and, and it? Matthew lost it. No, it lost it's actually it. the See, longest. See, this is part of the thing. It's like once you lose the streak, it's like, ah, uh, there's that little feeling of. Right. Friends anymore. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. that, except it's not real. Well, but Matthew talked about how you really don't like the idea of either Snapchat or streaks, but you do have streaks, you know, evidently, and you do use Snapchat a lot. Is there a reason that keeps you from not using Snapchat? I, I have streaks, but I think it's mostly because, like, now that I'm into the app, I feel like I don't want to disappoint the people yeah. by losing the streaks. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I guess. Do you think you use the Snapchat camera more often than you use, like, the iPhone camera? Because I feel like I do that a lot. I know, like, if we went to Zaxby's or something like that, or if we're just on school campus, shout I feel like... <laughs> shout out to Zaxby's. Please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> I feel like we use that a lot more than we use the regular camera. I'd say maybe I do, yeah. Yeah. I just think because, so like, camera company, stuff. guys. Just exactly. The mission statement, that's what it says. Mm-hmm. Is there anything about the app that, like, you don't particularly like about it? I I don't get the point of Snap Maps. I think it's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, t- tell us about Snap Map. It's kind of weird that you can see, like, where everybody is. Mm-hmm. I have mine off, but, like, one of my friends didn't know he had it off. And I was like, oh, I can see where you are. And he's like, what? And he started freaking out. 
Yeah, I think it's it, the default is your opt-in on default mm-hmm. unless you turn it unless off, you right? turn it off. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things I wanted to bring up was a few days ago, it was brought to my attention that something was put on someone's story and then it kind of distributed and went around the school pretty quickly. It was basically someone recorded someone getting a message on Snapchat and then he put it on Snapchat on his story and it kind of spread and got to t- some teachers and stuff. Can you kind of elaborate what happened there? So basically... Someone we know received a message from a girl that he had never really talked to outside of Snapchat saying, I'm pregnant and it's your kid. And one of his friends then recorded that message, put it on his story, and it spread to like everybody in the grade in like 10 minutes maybe. But the the message was a joke just to clarify, right? Yeah, it was fake. So once it spread, like what kind of happened from there once it spread throughout the grade? The person who posted it on their story started getting messages like, dude, is this real? Oh my God, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And the it other was, kid kind of had to clarify that, hey, this isn't real, guys. Right. So from uh, what I've heard, um, there were or there, there were students that were a little bit upset about this because not really everyone understood it as a joke. Mm-hmm. How, you know. I think it was mistaken the wrong way because right. it was such a short video. And, and a story, especially on Snapchat, can be very ambiguous yeah. in a lot of times. And, you know, you can interpret it in very different ways. So that that's the thing about social media and especially Snapchat is how that student that who posted it thought Snapchat is a very private app where mm-hmm. you know everything goes away in 24 hours. But you know how long you said it will spread through? It the was time? like 10 minutes maybe. Yeah, 10 minutes. Like, yeah. I mean, that's people. that's all it takes. Are there any parts of the Snapchat that you really like? Any features or anything that you use a ton? I like using private stories because it's just like it's kind of like a group chat, but you can. Just like make videos on Snapchat and just add what, whoever you want to it and they can only see it instead of having to worry about it like being. Can you explain like what's the difference for our audience? Like what's the difference between a private story and a public story? A public story is like whoever you have friended can see it. But a private story, you get to choose like specifically which of your friends you want to see it. Yeah. So if you put something embarrassing on there and you're close to these people, then you don't really have to worry about too much. But mm-hmm. if it's public, then like all of your friends will see it. But when it comes to a private story, you're going to have to pick from, you know, your friends, right? So have yeah. you ever seen like drama surrounding rats? <laughs> like, like add me on the private, like, please. Yeah, I'm not your private story, but at the same time, like you don't really want that on your private. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, like I had this friend once. I'll give him like an anonymous name. Um, we'll just call him Gibby. I know that he wanted to be added to another kid that I'll just say anonymously, like Clark or something. He wanted to be added to Clark's story. And Gibby was like begging to be on Clark's story, but I don't know, for whatever reason, maybe there was some conflict there. Like, is that an issue you see a lot or is it just kind of like a funny thing? I don't feel like it's that big of an issue personally. Yeah. But I think it's just more like a laughable thing. Yeah. Well, I think uh, just just myself, I have a very similar experience too. And uh, I think even with similar people that you're talking about how I was joking about how I want to be, you know, one of their private stories and uh, what ended up happening was you do kind of feel bad that you're not included. I think that's that's a problem with the private stories when you have to select people. Yeah. And when it comes to that, it's like, so am I in that close friend circle or not? And when you were in, then you were like, great. But when you're not, you know, that's when problem yeah. occurs. And, you know, you, you make people feel bad or uh, things like that happen. I think one of the best parts about Snapchat is it's like, you can meet a lot of people on that platform. Would you agree? 
I would agree with that. I know someone, someone that I'm friends with has met someone on the app that they've been talking to a lot and they actually met up in person. So I guess it's a good way to like break that barrier of like getting close to someone and then finally like meeting them, I guess. And I think one future really facilitates all this is how you communicate through the through pictures, through photos, mm-hmm. or in this case, it would be snaps instead of just you know texting or calling someone. So it's it's almost like FaceTime, but to a lesser degree. Yeah. There's also the people that just send like like Paul does this. Paul will just send me <laughs> a picture of the ceiling that says streaks. I've like, never wow, sent. It's been like years since I've no, sent the word streaks. No, <laughs> that was like a week ago. But anyway. I, I don't really see the purpose for some people using the app because I know I think sometimes I receive photos from you yeah. that are like the ceiling and they just say streaks and they don't really they don't really have a purpose. But then you can use the app to like write actual actual messages to people and like have a genuine conversation. Yeah. I think it's just the fact that we're actual friends that we know we'll see each other. So we don't really have to have a conversation through the app. I think it's more like because I'll see you every day at school or something like that. Like I send a picture of the ceiling if I don't have anything else that's interesting which I feel like a lot of people do like you'll get a picture of the ceiling the floor half of someone's face just some random object in the room it's just basically whatever you're next to and whatever you want to show you can just take a photo of and that's your streaks for the day my favorite ones are the ones that are like so lazy that they just whip the phone out of their pocket <laughs> and it's like blurry moving right and they're right, like yeah it's good enough okay that's yeah, awesome just, I'll just send it off that's fine Those are the a lot of times, you know, I think people just feel obligated to send streak photos instead of how, you know, this is really cool, let's say, you know, scenery, and let's take a picture and send it to my friends. It's more like, oh, I forgot my streak picture. So let's, like you said, whip out my phone and, you know, get a blurry, colory image and type out streaks. Some, another one of my friends, like, like, you can use the app to, like, edit the photos and, like, draw them and, like, write messages and stuff. And... Some people will actually, like, take funny photos and, like, edit them. Like, for instance, one of my friends sent me a photo of him upside down, and it said, like, when you're in Australia or something stupid <laughs> like that yeah. <laughs> with, like, a stupid face. Mm. And those are kind of fun to get. Yeah. But then I, there's also the other ones. I think it's just, like, I like the sporadic streaks that just come out of nowhere, and it's just, like, weird stuff. And it's also fun to see, like, if you miss out on an event, like, the other day I couldn't go bowling with you guys, and then I got to see, like, Robbie chuck it down the bowling alley and completely miss every single pin. And it's just, like, stuff like that. Like, you see stuff, and it's just kind of cool to see what's happening. But, I mean, if you think about it, that can also come through through iMessage. If I can also then, be negative. They, they could... Like, if you see someone on your, like, your friends are doing something with you, and they didn't, like, they forgot to invite you or didn't invite you. You can see it on their story and be like, why didn't they invite me? And then well, get that, mad has, at them. Yeah. that has definitely occurred to me multiple times. <laughs> Not myself not being invited. It's like I will send a streak or yeah, something to my friends and it will be like, oh, wait, like, am I not invited to this? And then mm-hmm. it gets a little bit awkward. It does get a bit awkward. And that's also kind of goes back to the Snap Maps thing where uh, another thing we didn't mention is when you're on Snap Maps, if you're with a group of people that also have their location services turned on, it bunches them together and you can see that there's a bunch of people in one location, which can sometimes be a problem if you like kind of have someone in your friend group that you didn't really necessarily want to invite. And then they're just kind of left out at that point. It's kind of an awkward situation because then you have stories and stuff like that and snaps that get sent out without people actually realizing what they're doing. 
And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just the thing that, like, I guess you kind of have to be conscious about. I agree. I think it's just you have to be very conscious of what you're doing,、uh, and you have to understand the consequences.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that goes back to like private stories, where if you actually like, if you know you didn't invite someone or forgot, like, left someone out, maybe just so they don't get hurt, like, make it. You can make a private story and include just the people that were like. There, just the people that you know, you can share it with that won't get offended. Yeah. So that's another upside of this, the private stories. All right. Well, Matthew, thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to say before you go?、Uh, I'd like to plug my Snapchat. It's、uh, classic. Rathew M R A T T H E W M, and then I'd also like to give another shout out to Shogun. <laughs> go there. It's a great job. It's a good restaurant for、mm-hmm. sure. Thank you for having me. See you at school later. All right, so Matthew was able to have four shameless plugs in one podcast episode. So, four in one. Yep, so I guess that's the record to beat, folks, if you're looking to come on. Anyways, that's a wrap for today's show. Be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook at WRZPod. Also, don't forget to check us our website, WRZPod.com. If you did like the podcast, please leave us a comment and a rating if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And just tell us what we can improve on or if there's anything that you'd like to see in future episodes. Each episode comes out every other Tuesday. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks.